What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in the JM Special, where I talk about Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Warhammer 40k, and other aspects of my nerdy life. I'm just planning on making this a little bit of a quick one, and it's a Magic the Gathering-centered episode. I want to share with you a little tidbit that I come to find is really important and has helped out from me going from being a casual player to being a more experienced intermediate player. It's an easy concept that you can take all over the place, and heck, if you still want to play casually, you definitely can. This will just up the power level for whenever you do decide to play with your friends. So go ahead, sit down, strap in for this quick little episode around card filtering and card draw. So as a casual player, you've probably already figured out some of the basic standards um, that you need for a Magic the Gathering deck. You need to have at least 60 cards in your deck. You only have four copies of a specific card. Your legendary creatures and planeswalkers, you can only play with one of them on the board at a time. Um, And that can affect you on how you're building your decks and how you're putting together. Depending on which format you play in, if it's like EDH um, slash Commander, or if you're playing Modern or Standard or even just casually with your friends, your deck construction is going to be a little bit different. So today I'm focusing on the 60 card deck and having four copies or a play set of a specific card. So let me give you a scenario here. Maybe you've constructed a deck and you're deciding to play with the color blue and you found some copies pretty cheap of this foil planeswalker that came from an intro pack called Jace Ingenious Mind Mage. You absolutely love this guy as even though he costs six mana, he's going to drop with five loyalty. So he's going to be a little bit harder to kill um, than your average planeswalker. Just because, I mean, the high cost and the high loyalty, your opponent's going to have to swing at least a couple creatures at him or throw a couple spells to actually get rid of him. Now, you like his ability because you can draw cards and he can untap your creatures, all plusing him and making him stronger. But if you keep going with that, you can actually take control of your opponent's creatures. So you've designed your deck to essentially play with this car as a kind of like key focal point. Now, what a lot of people would say is, oh, well, just throw four of a card in your deck that you really like. In some cases, it can be good. But in other cases, like this one, you can only have one Jace on the battlefield at a time. So effectively, the rest of the Jaces, if you were to draw them or get them in your opening hand together, they're essentially a dead card that's not going to do anything for you at that time. What you want to do is you want to look for different cards that can help you out with your deck building where you don't have to take so many Jaces in the deck, but instead you can bring more cards that help support you or help you filter through your deck. Now these cards can be as simple as like Evolving Wilds. Now, people say this is probably a pretty crappy card to use, but it's pretty cheap and it helps you fix your mana. If you're playing more than one color, I'd include Involving Wilds. Heck, even if you're not playing one, it can be a, a card that just helps get rid of more cards in your deck. You gotta think of, essentially, you have a 60 card deck, so you have a one in 60 chance to get the card that you need on your opening draw. And then a one in 59 chance, and then a one in 58 chance, and it just keeps getting kind of less and less and less, depending on how many cards you have in your deck. Now, including more copies of a card in there is going to change the probability of you actually drawing that card because the more consistency you have with having more of those cards, it's going to help you out. But one way of kind of debunking or kind of stopping that effect of having to bring four of a specific card is your card draw and card filtering. Evolving Wilds is one of those if you're trying to get a specific land or a specific color, Evolving Wilds will allow you to crack and sacrifice it, so get rid of a card out of your deck, but you can go get yourself a planes or you can get yourself an island like in this instance 
Jace got six mana, you're going to need to get more islands on the battlefield. So that's where Evolving Wilds really helps out. And instead of counting as just a a random card that's in there that's a land, think of it as, this is an extra island for me, or this is an extra plains for me, or this is extra forest, something along those lines. So instead of saying, oh, I've got four copies of this card, it's Evolving Wild, I'm treating it as if it could be one or the other. And that's going to help you out with the fixing and the consistency and filtering out the cards in your deck. So that way, if you end up with a bunch of mountains in hand and you're trying to get that last island you need, Evolving Wilds will count as either a mountain if you need it or an island when you need it. That's the nice filtering. The other aspect is your card draw. So instead of bringing a bunch of the same type of card, you can use card draw to help filter through your deck. Now, sometimes it's good if it's like a one or two drop um, creature or spell. You may just want to have four copies of them in the deck, especially if you can play all of them at the same time. But for some cards that aren't along those lines, you want to have ways to draw into them and get access to them. So when you're going through and playing, look at cards like um, like Thought Scour. Thought Scour costs one blue mana. It's an instant speed spell, so you can play it on your opponent's turn if you want to. And Target player mills two cards from their library, so gets rid of them from the library, puts them in the graveyard, and then you get to draw a card. It's a cantrip, so it helps you play that spell, it can advance you towards a further goal, or get rid of cards off your library if you don't want them there, and then draw yourself a card. It's kind of filtering itself out. Cards like Tormenting Voice, which is a red kind of... I would say this is not necessarily card draw, but card filtering allows you to go through and draw two cards and to discard a card. So you're paying two mana for this, but you're getting to filter through. So if you have a dead card that's in your hand that you have no intention of using, you can draw a couple of cards, you get rid of Tormenting Voice, you get, get rid of the card you don't want, and hopefully you draw into some better cards. Cards like Ponder help out with this. Cards like Adventurous Impulse is an, another one. It's one green mana, and you get to look at the top three cards of your library, and you get to get a land or a creature from it there. If you're playing a very creature-heavy deck that you want to have more creatures in the battlefield, great. That helps you dig for three cards, so you pay one mana to dig three, and get yourself a creature. Otherwise, if you say, hey, I have a bunch of creatures in my hand, but not enough lands to play them, you can use Adventurous Impulse to filter through and get you that land. So when you go through, you don't want to just pack your deck full of a bunch of bomb creatures or bomb planeswalkers. You instead want to focus on making sure you have filtering to get the specific ones you want to play with. For me, like with my mill deck, I want to get Jace's Phantasm out. I want to get Wider Precinct 6 out. I want to get some of these spells that these creatures that are going to be really helpful for me to get there. But if I already have them in hand, well, I need to get spells that are going to help kind of activate or enable or turn them on. So I use card draw and that effect so I can go through and see what it is I have on the top of my library, get rid of cards if I need to, but draw and filter through my deck. This helps out when you're playing lands. It helps out with any other spell. There are also some other spells which are filtering spells that maybe do an effect and then also help you out. It's like tutor cards. Tutors allow you to go through and look for a specific card. Some of them, like Diabolic Tutor, it costs four mana, so black, black, two of any other color, and you can search your library for any card that you want. No restrictions or anything else along those lines. You go get the card you need, put it into your hand, boom, you've got yourself a card tutored up that you need. That's where black is really powerful with that card advantage, is using that one. Also, black's pretty good at, you can pay life and draw cards, depending on how much life you end up 
kind of giving. Um, sometimes it's a one-time activation, but every card's a little bit different and each effect is a little bit different too. But like some cards like Grasping Current, Grasping Current was also in the same intro pack as Jace and Genius Mind Mage. And what that allows you to do is a sorcery and yes, it costs five. So it's really expensive. Um, but you get to return up to two target creatures to their owner's hands. Great. And then now you get to search your library and or graveyard for a card named Jace and Genius Mind Mage, reveal it, put it in your hand, and then it if you search your library this way, shuffle it. So if you're playing with Jason Genius Mind Mage, you now have a card that can either get him out of the graveyard or get him out from directly from your deck. So if you haven't drawn into him yet, you can use this as kind of a removal spell, but you can also use this as a tutor to go and get your specific card you're looking to get. Either bring him back from the grave or bring him back from your deck. So look for some different cards that are going to help you filter. Look for some cards that are going to help you draw some cards. And don't worry about having to include four of a specific card. I recommend if you can, and if it's a card like Hedron Crab, where you want to have as many on the battlefield as you can, then yeah, include four of them on there. But if you're playing cards like Jace, or if you're playing like other legendary creatures or legendary artifacts, where you maybe only want to have a couple in the deck, then focus on your card advantage, card draw, and your filtering to help you get those final steps to actually get them on the battlefield. So with that, I'm going to wrap up on this quick episode around card advantage and card filtering and card draw. Um, if you guys want to hear more or you have some questions about this, hit me up at jhamspecial at gmail.com, jhamspecial on Twitter. Um, I'm also on Reddit is the real jham and real jham on just about everything else too. But thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you on the next one. And please take a moment to listen to this episode's sponsor.